98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. The High Court upholds a police warrant to search the phones of Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai. An infectious disease expert backs the tightening of vaccination rules for school kids. And police arrest two men on suspicion of murder following the stabbing yesterday of a 35-year-old man. The High Court has upheld a police warrant to search the phones of Jimmy Lai, the founder of now-defunct Apple Daily, by throwing out his legal challenge over the warrant. Violet Wong has more. The detained tycoon, who is charged with colluding with foreign forces and other offences, had earlier filed a legal bid to stop the National Security Police from searching his two phones, which he said contained journalistic materials. The judge, Wilson Chen, said press freedom didn't mean such material couldn't be disclosed and that the paramount consideration should be the public interest. He said this included a need to investigate crime. Infectious disease expert Joseph Chung says he agrees with the idea of tightening vaccination rules for secondary school students from two jabs to three and for them to have full-day face-to-face classes. Speaking on an RTHK program, Dr. Chung said Hong Kong should try to make sure young people have a relatively normal school life. I hope these kind of administrative orders or policies can achieve a win-win situation. Parents and students can have face-to-face classes. As for the government, such rules could hopefully prevent children and young people from developing serious illnesses due to COVID and having to be treated in hospital. Police say they've arrested two men on suspicion of murder following the death of a 35-year-old man yesterday from multiple stab wounds. One of the suspects, also 35, was arrested in Shamshui Po. The other, aged 27, was detained in Kuntong. The U.S. Space Agency, NASA, is trying to determine why one of the big four engines at the base of its new rocket, Artemis One didn't cool down to required operating temperature before planned launch yesterday. The former astronaut Scott Kelly, a veteran of four space flights and commander of the International Space Station, explains. These uh, engines use liquid oxygen and liquid hydrogen. Liquid hydrogen is a very, very cold, one of the most uh, coldest materials there is, and they have to be pre-cooled so that when the propellant is uh, exposed to that valve, the valve doesn't experience a crack or some other problem. So they have to be pre-chilled, and that just didn't happen. The Biden administration has described as appropriate a review by the U.S. intelligence community of the potential national security risks from classified materials recovered during a search of Donald Trump's Florida home earlier this month. A spokesman for the National Security Council said the White House itself was not involved. The Justice Department says it has completed its review of the documents taken from the former president's estate. Mr. Trump denies any wrongdoing. Ukraine says it has broken through Russian defenses in several sectors of the front line near the city of Kherson, which has been occupied by Moscow since the early days of the assault. It comes as Ukrainian forces launch a long-awaited counteroffensive in the south of the country. Russia's defense ministry has claimed the Ukrainian operation is a failure, with the loss of more than 500 troops. A resident of Kherson described how people have coped with life there since the Russian occupation. In the start, uh, everyone was excited and everyone thought it would take two or three weeks. And the demonstration took place and there was writing and people uh, came with Ukrainian flags out. And then came the despair and then came no Ukrainian uh, mobile connection, no Ukrainian internet, the Russian censored internet. It was changing one topic after the other. But in the long run, of course, you live in a ghetto. 
Heavy weapons have been heard around the Iraqi parliament in Baghdad as street fighting continued into the night between Iraqi security forces and supporters of the powerful Shia cleric Muqtada al-Sadr. At least 15 people have been killed and more than 350 wounded. Unrest has been reported in several other Iraqi cities. The clash has come despite a national curfew and pleas for calm from the Iraqi Prime Minister Mustafa al-Kadimi and the UN Chief Antonio Guterres. On Sunday, Sadr's supporters stormed the presidential palace after the leader announced he was withdrawing from politics. Lithuania says it has finished building a barrier along its border with Belarus to stop the entry of illegal migrants. The Lithuanian Prime Minister Ingrida Simonite announced the completion of the steel barrier, which is more than 500 kilometers long and topped with barbed wire. The West has accused Belarus of encouraging people, mainly from the Middle East and Africa, to cross into EU territory in retaliation for sanctions imposed on Minsk following its brutal crackdown on dissent. The European Commission says it's working on an emergency intervention to reform the structure of the electricity market. The Commission's president, Ursula von der Leyen, said skyrocketing prices had exposed the limitations of the current market design. It was developed for completely different circumstances and completely different purposes. It is no more fit for purpose. And that's why we, the Commission, are now working on a structural reform of the electricity market. Some EU member states have been pressing for electricity prices to be decoupled from the price of gas, which has soared as a result of Russia's war against Ukraine. A study has found that a major sea level rise from the melting of the Greenland ice cap is now inevitable, even if the world stops emitting greenhouse gases immediately. The research found that global warming to date will cause more than 100 trillion tons of Greenland's ice to melt, causing sea levels to rise by at least 27 centimeters. This report from the BBC's James Reid. Previous studies have used computer models to predict how Greenland's ice sheet will respond to future scenarios of global warming. This one analysed satellite data to calculate how much ice would be lost as a result of the temperature increase that's already locked in. The rise in sea levels it forecasts is higher than some previous estimates and would be disastrous for people living in low-lying coastal regions. But the lead author from the Geological Survey of Denmark and Greenland says it's a conservative minimum. It doesn't take into account the melting of other ice caps or the impact of further warming as emissions continue. A convicted Mexican drug trafficker, Sandra Avila Beltran, is demanding millions of dollars from Netflix and Telemundo, accusing them of using her image without consent in a TV series. La Reina del Sur, or Queen of the South. A Mexican newspaper, Milenio, says she is seeking 40% of the royalties from the series. With more, here's the BBC's Leonardo Roja. A leading Mexican newspaper, Millennial, says she's suing the two West-based production companies for 40% of the royalties from the series. Avila Beltran, who served six years in prison for drug trafficking in Mexico and the United States, was known as the Queen of the Pacific. She comes from a family linked to drug trafficking in northern Mexico. She claims that the main character in the series, Teresa Mendoza, played by the Mexican actress Katie del Castillo, is based on her and her experiences. The French Tax Authority says it has used a new artificial intelligence program to identify thousands of undeclared 
swimming pools, allowing it to collect millions of euros from homeowners who fail to report them. Swimming pools usually lead to higher taxes in France because they boost property values. From Paris, here's the BBC's David Chazan. This system gives the tax man or woman eyes in the sky. It uses artificial intelligence to spot pools on aerial images, those telltale patches of blue. And it then checks the results against official records so the authorities can swoop down on homeowners who've neglected to tell them about their pools. In trials last year in nine different parts of France, the system detected more than 20,000 undeclared pools. Brazilian media have reported that a German diplomat accused of killing his husband at their home in Rio de Janeiro has fled the country. The man Uwe Herbert Hahn is reported to have taken a plane to Frankfurt on Sunday, three days after being released from prison. A judge in Rio ruled that after three weeks in police custody, he should have been charged or freed. Pakistan's finance minister says the International Monetary Fund has approved a $1.2 billion loan for the country. The loan is a crucial lifeline for Pakistan's struggling economy. The BBC's Ambarasan Atherajan reports. The IMF will release the money immediately to Pakistan, which has been suffering from dwindling foreign currency reserves to pay its imports and crippling debt. The reserves have dropped to around $8 billion, enough to pay for less than two months of imports. The IMF has also agreed to extend the credit facility to another year. The decision by the international lender will help Pakistan to approach other bilateral funding avenues to boost its reserves. To add to its economic crisis, the country has been devastated by floods with millions of houses damaged or destroyed and much of its farmland underwater. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 19,869. That's 153 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $55 million, billion dollars, excuse me. In currencies, a U.S. dollar will buy you 138.5 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 18 cents. Moving to sports, Serena Williams swept into the U.S. Open second round on an emotional night in New York in what is expected to be a 23-time Grand Slam title winner's final tournament. The 40-year-old defeated Danka Kovinic of Montenegro 6-3, 6-3 in front of more than 23,000 fans at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Williams admits she's looking forward to life after tennis. I look forward to waking up and just, you know, being like, okay, I don't have to run to the court today. And I look forward to just being a mom. She's such a good girl, and I just want to be a good mom to her. The former world number one has won just one match on tour all year and seen her ranking slip to 605. Meanwhile, fourth seed Stefanos Tsitsipas has been knocked out of the U.S. Open in the first round. He was defeated by Colombian qualifier Daniel Alahi Galan on a dramatic ninth match point. Galan ranked 94 in the world. He won 6-0-6-1-3-6-7-5. And there's been a shock in the women's draws as the two-time major winner Simona Halep was beaten in the first round. The BBC's David Law says some players are struggling to find their rhythm on opening day. Yeah, it has really been a mixture today in very hot and humid conditions, which have been impacting some of the matches. We've had some retirements today. Some of the big names have looked particularly uncomfortable, uh, none more so than Simona Halep, who lost her match uh, against a, a player from the Ukraine who 
came through the qualifying rounds and won through. Darius Sneger, who's ranked 124 in the world, won through 6-4 in the third set against Simona Halef, who'd won a couple of Grand Slams, had won a tournament coming in here uh, before on this surface, but was outgunned today. And so Simona Halef has gone out. No such problems, though, for the top seed in the men's draw. Daniel Medvedev, he was a winner in three straight sets, lost just six games to Stefan Kozlov and also Coco Goff on the Arthur Ashe Stadium Court was a winner today, as was Madison Keys and Andy Murray of Great Britain, who won the title here 10 years ago. As you heard, the former champion Andy Murray was among the early winners with a straight sets victory over Argentina's, Argentina's Francisco Cherendolo. Murray says he's happy to be still able to compete at Flushing Meadows 10 years since winning the tournament. It seems like a long time ago. Um, you know, a lot's happened since then in my career, but yeah, amazing memories. Uh, it was a huge moment for me, getting my first Grand Slam here in a brutal final against Novak. And, but yeah, it feels like a really, really long time ago. China's Wu Yibing has won his opening match. The 22-year-old ousted the number 31 seed Nicholas Basilashvi of Georgia, firing nine aces in a 6-3-6-4-6-0 victory. Wu is the first Chinese man in 63 years to win a singles match at a Grand Slam. The last Chinese man to do that was Mei Fu Qi at Wimbledon in 1959. Meanwhile, it was a tough outing for China's top player, Zhang Zizhen. The Shanghai native had a two-sets-to-none lead against Tim van Rijthoven, but ended up losing to the Dutchman in five sets. Away from tennis now, Spanish football side Atletico Bilbao maintained their fine start in La Liga with a 4-0 win at Cadiz. Athletic, Athletic have seven points from their first three games. Elsewhere, Atletico Madrid were 1-0 winners at Valencia. Antoine Griezmann scored in the second half. There are four games in the English Premier League tonight. Crystal Palace hosts Brentford in London uh, in, at a, in a London derby at Sellers Park. The Palace boss Patrick Vieira has been impressed with the Brentford start to the season, particularly with their win against Manchester United. You just have to look at the games that they play against United, where there were a lot of tempo, um, a lot of aggressivity. This is a team who can go and press higher and try to win the ball in the opposition um, half. And uh, we will have to be really good on the board if we want to, uh, to play our, uh, our game. Also in the Premier League tonight, Chelsea visit Southampton, Brighton go to Fulham, while Leeds United host Everton. And now the weather, a few showers and thunderstorms, very hot with sunny intervals in the afternoon, mainly cloudy tonight, light winds. The outlook very hot for the rest of the week, sunny intervals, a few showers and thunderstorms in the next couple of days. Showers will ease off and it will be dry during the day over the weekend. Temperature right now is 32 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity, 71%. And that's the news, sports and weather from RTHK.
come so far. He said, I need to love someone before they drop the atom bomb. Thanks to Andrew Shirosky for an update on all the latest news. And, of course, many thanks to Phil Whelan for a fabulous morning brew. My name's Todd Harding, sitting in for Nori Mir again. Thank you, Nod! I love doing this. And I love playing this. In the summer of 16, was it love or nicotine that made us mellow on the 35? 